Welcome to the Hospitality Digital Marketing Podcast, presented by HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, and its Digital Marketing Council. And now, your host, Lauren Gray. And hello, everyone. Welcome to Hospitality Digital Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 124. We are airing Friday, October 7th, 2016, where every week we spend around 20 minutes, in this case this week, 30 minutes, just to give you a pre-warning, sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in digital marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, Digital Marketing, which also airs every Friday at 10.30 Central U.S. time. So with that, let's get started. Uh, it's a show 62 recap, <clears throat> excuse me, 61 recap. Uh, we had co-hosts uh, Tim Peters from Tim Peter and Associates, Robert Cole with Rock Cheetah, and everybody St. Ange from Flip Chew. We did not have our standard in, uh, interview guests that we normally have this week, which gave us a chance to all four of us kind of, it's been first chance to all four of us got back together in a bit anyway. So it was kind of fun to just kind of have the time to share going back and forth over a variety of topics. Uh, the entire show lasted a little over 90 minutes. Uh, actually, well, to be honest with you, almost two hours. <laughs> They do tend to go well when we go down these rabbit holes and tangents, but we cover some really interesting topics and conversation, which of course you will find always in the show notes by the minutes um, at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live will be the link for the replay as well as the show notes link as well for the postings. So some of the topics we did hit, of course, it was interesting. Uh, we did have Edward join us while he was in Orlando during Hurricane Matthew at the time. And uh, he was there for the early part of the conversation, not for the entire conversation, because he was getting bad uh, connection and, and also thought better to stay on when he wanted to make sure everything was ready for the impending storm. So uh, we had him for a little bit with it. We did get to touch on some interesting topics, uh, one very near and dear to my heart, which was the special needs travelers uh, segment. Um, we did talk a lot about uh, ADA room compliance, uh, its impact, its marketability, uh, addressing the needs of the of the guests that represent that segment of industry, of business. Um, really good conversation. That lasted for pretty much most of the first half hour. Uh, that came up because of uh, early discussions about price gouging that was making the news uh, today in Florida for hotels and gas stations and things like that. Uh, which was a shame. Uh, it happens. Uh, fortunately, Florida has a very aggressive attorney general who chases that down quite quickly. So any uh, uh, deviance from following procedures, legal procedures, is dealt with swiftly and justifiably for anybody that takes advantage of, of people that are in a position of need at that time. So we had that conversation and then moved into the special needs travelers, ADA room compliance. Uh, Robert made, uh, excuse me, Tim made a very good point when I was discussing <clears throat> Excuse me. The differences in marketability to a limited budget uh, for limited service uh, market versus uh, business travel, where the comparisons of price and amenities differ. And he said that it will always be based on the P's and Q's, and he referred to them as price, proximity, and quality. Uh, that they really are truly the keys to guiding the decision process for guests. Um, we talked about Airbnb's impact in the market, again, uh, inspired by the Hurricane Matthew conversation where hotels were being shown in the news for price gouging. And meanwhile, Airbnb was offering free rooms to people that needed them uh, because of, uh, uh, well, free rooms because needed them. Now, that wasn't because hotels weren't offering the same thing. It's just they made the news in a positive way and hotels in the market, unfortunately, made the news in a negative way. So we talked a lot about that. Robert brought out the fact that there is a uh, there's primarily three people at the property who set the tone for hospitality for the hotel. There's the GM, 
the chef and the concierge. And I, I can't just agree more that all three are key and instrumental to the success of the tone of what hospitality is um, represented in that hotel for those three people there. Um, we talked about the um, 30 different brands that now are part of the Marriott portfolio with the Starwood merger. Uh, Robert Cole was very good about going through each. We reviewed the Skiff article, which of course you'll see the link in the show notes to go to that you yourself can see the same article if you haven't already seen it, which all 30 brands were reviewed both by Marriott and by Skiff's perspective. And with the show, now you have Mr. Robert Cole's perspective as to what he thinks the survivability and the, the uh, Deadpool, I guess, as it were, as to what will make it through the cut. So that was a fun discussion. That was around minute 65. That carried us pretty good long ways. Uh, then we talked into a meta search article discussion and a very lively disagreement between Tim Peter and myself. It really wasn't a disagreement as a matter of perspective. We both agree the value proposition of the connectivity of meta search as it is and what it would represent. What we both uh, also agree on is the percentage of contribution that meta search provides to hotels. The disagreement comes from the reason for that, where he feels it's not a uh, viable, usable channel in as much as I say it's an underutilized channel that only hotels are waking up to compared to OTA's usage. Robert was nice enough to give us some stats on the actual visitation numbers uh, to a lot of the meta search channels compared to the OTA channels, which was a really nice touch to it. And then, of course, we went into uh, talking about voice control and AI and how that will continue to modify how we reach out to and engage with our guests now and in the future for all of that. So that was a bit of a recap of the entire process. Uh, the real reason why I kind of rushed through the recap was because this is the second half of our interview with Mr. Jeremiah Magone, who is the founder of hospitalitycopywriting.com, uh, located in San Diego. Uh, if you are a patron of our podcast, you know that he had his first interview with us last week, well, first part of a two-part series, and we didn't want it to get stale, and we wanted the second part to finish. We do plan on getting back with him on a whole third uh, podcast uh, where he discusses the 12 steps or the 12 months uh, associated with creating good content that will create better direct bookings. As a matter of fact, I've received a copy of his book, 300% More Direct Bookings in 30 Days, Um I was impressed uh, with the actual steps being offered, not just hypotheticals or what ifs or, 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 or tangents, but really step one, this is it. Day one, this is it. Day two, this is it. Uh, very, very methodical, very specific and step by step. And I truly feel, I'm only halfway through the book right now, uh, I truly feel that uh, if you follow the guidelines the way I described, it will make an impact on, and he does have actually a guarantee on this, which all will be discussed in uh, the show as to what that means. So. This is the second half of the two-part interview with Mr. Jeremiah Magone, in which we discuss storytelling and content writing as it relates to hospitality. So I hope you enjoy this second half as much as I did, and we will speak shortly thereafter. Yeah, I mean, there, there's art involved, and uh, we're going to do a couple exercises to, to kind of loosen up our minds and, and show how easy it is, actually, um, because I think you're, you're talking about the specificity Right, mm -hmm. and the specificity is is really focusing on that emotion. Right, we're not. You can't really give people a revelation or give them an idea, but you can you can make them feel something. Um, so, you know, copywriting uses there's this thing we use it's called the rule of one, and that means you have one idea, one dominant emotion, and one motivating uh, call to action. So um, <clears throat> we'll, we'll go over how you can focus on that emotion in just a little bit. 
Um, but, you know, think, think of, uh, I mean, that really great uh, commercial like, hey, you know, you just won the World Series. What are you going to do? I'm going to go to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Right? How, how easy and how easy is that to understand? Um, but how easy is that for them to write? They just take the, the story of somebody who's successful, famous, you know, admired, and then they say, what are you going to do? I'm going to go to Disneyland, you know? And so any hotel could use that exact same approach, um, you know, very, very easily, I mm-hmm. think. Um, let's see. Let me let, let me do a little exercise with you. Okay. Um, just, just for fun. Okay, let's brainstorm some crazy reasons people might travel. Okay, and let's get really, really strange so we can break out of the box. You know, it's, it's pretty easy to break in, you know, stay in the box into the IKEA box, but let's break out um, and let's play a game. It's called, that's a good one, but... Okay, so <laughs> okay. I'll say something, you say something. So I've heard the astronauts travel up into space to avoid jury duty. Well, that's a good one, but mm-hmm. I've heard that astro- astronauts travel, uh, you know, into outer space to play ping pong. Okay, what do you what do you think? Why do you think astronauts travel, Warren? Okay, getting into the mindset, astronauts travel to space. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of crazy stuff because everything, every it's a fun exercise because I'm thinking everything I keep thinking I keep dismissing because it's too. Common sounding, uh, yeah. I respect to. It's all ridiculous, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To 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 take showers where the water flows up. Right. Oh, that's, that's a good one. But I've heard that uh, astronauts uh, travel into space to uh, to play ping pong or to play ping pong with spaghettios. Okay. Well, I think astronauts traveled into space so they can play three dimensional ping pong with it. Cheerios. Oh, okay, that's a good one, but. I've heard that astronauts travel into space um, to perform the perfect crime. If you've ever seen Burn Notice, mm-hmm. it was the perfect alibi. Yep. I'm up in space. What am I going to do? Right. I'm in, yep. Yep. <laughs> I was in space. I was in space. <laughs> How could I have done it, Your Honor? I was in space at the time. <laughs> yes. so, so, you know, just think about, like, hey, why do people travel? Let's not just have this general idea of, hey, you know, this is transient, this is a transient traveler, or this is a business traveler. That's so bland. Okay. If I can add one other point to that thing, but that you, because you make me think of wonderful yeah, things, please. is um, also don't sell to yourself. Unfortunately, I'm often in discussions with a lot of people that see it only from their perspective. They understand they can tell you their demographics coming into their hotel, but when they talk about their marketing ideas or their messaging ideas or their content ideas, mm-hmm. it is always framed in what's of interest to them. And they forget that yeah. they, they're selling to themselves that because they personally like it, that it sounds more to what they would be thinking would be a good strategy, when in fact, they're not potentially the demographic that they need to be marketing to. And they, they forget that, especially owners who's, yeah. you know, it's their money. They, they, they tend to fall onto that side of what they personally like it message kind of thing. So I just want to throw that as an extra yeah. added comment to what you said. Sure, go, please go right ahead. No, that's, that's so true. I mean, and, you know, we, we, we do that just as a knee-jerk reaction because we haven't examined it so much. Um, but if, if you were going to write a, a letter to your grandma or you're going to write a letter to your niece who's 12, you're going to use 
different words, you know, completely different attitudes, completely different, you know, phrasing. Um, See, unless we're aware of our audience, we will get the, you know, what we think, (laughs) what we think all the time. Right. The the gray opinion of, hey, let's let's all wear a blue shirt, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Gray slacks. Which, uh, by the way, just for the record, just as a total sidebar tangent, I understand about Zuckerberg and, you know, why make one more choice in the day that you have to. Uh, But I would find it incredibly dull that all I do is walk into a little room and grab the next same color shirt and the next same color pair of pants and walk out and look the next same way that I always did. I mean, I I, I just, that's not my world. And if I was so busy making decisions that I couldn't afford the split second to choose red or blue polo or button down i think i got too yeah. busy of a world i'm sorry I, I i think something else would have to change in my world than whether or not i have one wardrobe color all the time just i don't get that very well but total sidebar sorry did interrupt you go right that, ahead that's fine that's like a uh the aviator right when it's like, yeah where uh he's like hey you know go to it has to be serious like a suit with with white things I'd like to add uh, to, to us would tie two things you said together as well too is that you know um, it's we don't have the privilege of selling to people by saying buy now or click here until we develop yeah. a reason for communication and the other is is that um, the best way to 
have somebody want something is that it solves a need that we don't even ourselves uh, know what it is. I mean, we don't know. If, if you could walk around and know what everybody was wanting, you, you'd be the ultimate advertiser, the ultimate marketer, because you would literally walk up at just the right time, at just the right moment, and say exactly the right thing at the right price for the right reason to the right person. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're getting there technology-wise where you know semantic search and, and um, the uh, AI of the world that's improving this, this ability to focus and target messaging to the right people, we're getting in that direction. Mm-hmm. But by no means it is, is it as well as the intuitive knowledge that you're talking about that stories can create solutions that we don't even know the problem exists because at the end of the day, everybody that's involved with what you just said, the person that's writing the check to do the advertisement, the owner, his ultimate goal mm-hmm. is more revenue. The person that produced mm-hmm. the content and the ad is to satisfy what he or she's getting paid for based on the request of the owner. But the, in the mm-hmm. hotel that's involved, they're looking for the revenue because of all the things that they need it for. But at the end of the day, the person that's actually writing the check to buy something did it, as you said, because they wanted to spend more time with their husband. And that has nothing to do with everybody else for whatever reason they were involved in that conversation. And and that's, yeah. you know, um, uh, okay, there's an example I want to ask you that I want to think about putting into a presentation and see what you think about this. Do you ever see the movie Good, um, not Good Will Hunting, but um, uh, Dead Poets Society? Uh-huh. Okay. And Robin Williams, uh, I forget the young lead actor. I got to look up his name before I start referring to it in a presentation. He was the timid one, the quiet one, the one that didn't really contribute. And there was a writing assignment in which they were supposed to write something and go to the front of the class and read it. And he threw uh-huh. his away or whatever. And, and Robin Williams made him take it out of the trash. And he just read it. It was dull. It was blah, 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 blah. And then Robin Williams went over and covered his eyes and started spinning around. It's like, what do you see? What do you see? And he goes through this little process. And all of a sudden, this... This, this writer comes out of him it's like you know he starts describing this very vivid detail of what he's seeing in a way that just is captivating and then all of a sudden boom he takes his hands off his eyes and he's like welcome to the class you know that that's storytelling because how he transitioned just saying content and then creating a very rich visual image is the difference between just writing words and writing a story I mean I hope I'm lending myself yeah. to what you're trying to point out but to me I want to add that into a presentation because I have to present to hoteliers what we're talking about, which is what is what is storytelling? Why is it important to you? You gotta worry about rooms and housekeeping and front desk and schedules and food. What does storytelling have to do with with what you're doing? And that's why I'm so intrigued talking with you about this stuff, because that's that's the difference is between writing something by now or writing something that says, I gotta go there because that's gonna save my marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's 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 gonna save my marriage and it's like I don't care, you know, is it like $500 a night? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Price <laughs> isn't the issue. Right. Price, experience is the issue. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that was, that was a nice, uh, yeah, I remember that scene in um, the Post Society now. Yeah. And I think you're right. That we make something vivid and we, we it sticks in people's minds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody in the travel industry has probably heard about the publication International Living. Uh, do you read that very often? No, I do not. <laughs> I'm sorry okay. to say, it's, it's like you're saying, well, it's like, I remember, but I don't really okay. keep up with it. Yep. <laughs> but you, you've heard of it, right? Yes, yes, I've definitely heard of it, but, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, um, but the reason I bring it up is because it's, it's all about travel, and it's about you know, how you can retire uh, very nicely overseas. That's a great promise. But, you know, can you imagine how hard 
if it's hard to get people to come to your hotel, can you imagine how hard it is for them to, to get them to sell everything and move across seas? Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty tough, right? But so this this uh, this publication, International Levy, it was the flagship of Agora Publishing, hmm. and about 37 years ago they launched it, and with this flagship publication, they now have 1 million paid subscribers, hmm. and they're doing 500 million in revenues a year. Hmm. So let me let me read to you how they started, uh, you know, the first advertisement for that that publication, because it really reminds me of exactly what you were uh, talking about, Dead Poets Society. Here it goes. Uh, it's, it starts, you look out your window, Pastor Gardner, who's busily pruning the lemon, cherry, and fig trees amidst the splendor of gardenias, hibiscus, and hollyhocks. The sky is clear blue. The sea is a deeper blue, sparkling with the sunlight. A gentle breeze comes drifting in from the ocean, clean and refreshing, as your maid brings your breakfast in bed. For a moment, you think you've died and gone to heaven. But this paradise is real and affordable. In fact, it costs only half as much to live in this dream lifestyle as it would stay in your own home. Wow, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, think, think about how easily hotels can take a copy like this and, and put it on their webpage, and put it on their social media. Um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, get, yeah. get really rich with the details. Get really, uh, you know, into what the experience is like being there. And, you know, I don't want to see any more when somebody says, experience the Ozarks or experience <laughs> the, you know, the, the little town of Bethlehem or experience, you know, I, I well, saw an ad that said, experience the drive through oil change. Just to hook on what you just said, you know, where we make the statement experience X, Y, Z. Um, yeah. We do it because I think you have one, two things. One, we're lazy. I'm not saying we, you, I, but I mean, we're lazy in the sense that we don't know what to write. So we say you experience it. So it's up to you to do this. And I refer to yeah. the uh, the paralysis of choice. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's been plenty of writings about it for people to look into this. Where if you have more two choices, more than two choices, three choices, then you turn into this paralysis of, of assumption as to what is the better of the multiples. And um, because of that, uh, when you say things like experience the Ozarks, well, what you're uh-huh. being lazy about is not, you're not describing what you should experience now. Some people will argue and say, yeah, some people will argue the contrast said, well, if you if you start defining the experience and it isn't the one that they want to do, then you've isolated them out of it. And it's like, yes, because I don't want to advertise to somebody who doesn't want to experience what I have to offer. So I do want to be that specific. I don't want to be exclusionary. I can make multiple stories. I can have the experience contextually of a family adventure at the same hotel that I can describe the experience of a romantic getaway if I have the facilities to provide for both. It doesn't mean I just have to stick, because this goes back to what I always argue with people about their advertising strategies. They put all their eggs in one advertising strategy or one advertising campaign or one advertising message, and it's a fail or succeed on one thing. A lot of times you have to spread it out over a lot of choices. Some of them don't come out uh, the way you expect, but that's why you spread them out, because those ones, you take the resources back and you add it to the ones that are being successful. Well, the same too goes with yeah. your content. You can you can scatter your, your content over a variety of topics, and depending upon the engagement it creates, creates the relevance of that content, because if you talk about a great romantic getaway, but they happen to 
be at a time when you have a bunch of families over there, you're not going to have a great experience that they're going to share about the romantic getaway with the pool being full of a bunch of kids. So you have to make sure that they, they collude well with each other. But uh, yeah, that, that whole lazy way of saying, oh, experience this, and then just leave it off to the end. It's like, no, tell me what to experience. Sell me that image. Like what you just did reading out of the magazine portion of it sold me, I want to go there. I don't know what it is yeah. yet, but I want to go there. And then, yeah, but then you want to then add the extra content to it of where that is, why you, uh, what, what, what do you do to have to get there? What are the other things you need to know? Because now other questions follow questions. Okay, now that you've mm -hmm. sold me on the idea, how do I act on that idea? And that's the part of good content. Content guides you down, and I, I never say funnel because it doesn't exist in that sense, but guides you down that, that customer journey of discovery and so forth and so on that we first started talking with. So yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and customer journey, um, you know, when, when we look at what's really happening, because people are living online now. Your, your job, you, you walk into the office, sit down, you turn, turn on the computer and you're there until you leave, right? Mm -hmm. um, in one way or another. Um, so you, look, you gotta look at that environment and you realize that, okay, there are people that use the internet to do really lightning, you know, laser-focused tasks that, hey, I just want this. And that's why SEO is really great. Um, but then the other half of the time, people are going down rabbit holes and they're just looking for distractions and they're like, ah, God, blowing off steam a little bit, you know? And that's, and that's where stories uh, can really get them engaged. And really, because stories have a big selling power, it, it works on both sides of that. Um, so that's why you know, I, I always recommend, um, just especially for something that's not a well-known quantity, mm -hmm. because, you know, people are not going to be, you know, first of all, people don't even look on Google for hotels unless they're looking for a specific one, right? We, they use uh, MetaSearch or the OTAs to, to browse mm -hmm. their, their options. but. You know, if they did find one that had a story, you know, we can see them returning to that that website and kind of living the fantasy when their boss isn't, you know, breathing over their shoulder. And that's what we want to do because that's that's how you can get somebody really focused on taking a vacation, uh, you know, leaving their hometown, going through all the airport security and all the troubles and mm -hmm. stuff to get there. Um, because you hooked them. You hooked them with something that they want to experience. Right. Now, I, I, I equate a little bit of what we're talking about to something that I've described yeah. to people about uh, their advertising in general. It's a lot like, we, uh, I use the example saying, we don't eat the same every day. There's times where we have yeah. fast food, there's times where we go out for an amazing dinner, and there's times that we cook for ourselves. And it doesn't mean yeah. that the function of eating is different but the reason for eating is, or the, the conditions around our eating changes. There are times we need fast decisions, to your point about the internet for some purpose. I just need a yes, no, black, white, nearby, whatever, price point, boom, mm -hmm. click, 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 book, mm -hmm. okay? Then there's others where it's like, I wanna be fed what I wanna be experienced. I don't wanna be in control. I wanna know what the end result, what I want as an end, but you're gonna guide me to that level of satisfaction. So I go to a fine restaurant and the, the, the flourishing amount of words about describing the food. I mean, you can make a hot dog sound like it's a five course meal if you know what the right words are. 
you know, yeah. um, and, and that you want that experience. And then there's other times where you want more control over your experience and you want to go through the process of discovery and evaluation and attempts and research and so forth. And that's when you make dinner for yourself. So yeah. the act of eating is not different, but the method and reasons and why are. So with all that in mind, what you're talking about is true. There are times for certain content buy now, click now, not be that crude, but you know, function and function and efficiency. Then there's storytelling with flourish and then there's education, awareness and discovery. I mean, there's different story paths to all of that, I guess. Am I being close to what you're referring to, I hope? <laughs> yeah, and, and I, love, I love the parallel, you know, just like a, a restaurant would want to advertise different types of food for different situations, you know, breakfast, first dinner, snack, full buffet, whatnot, you know, just just like they would do that because those appeal to different types of people and different types of needs, uh, they would want to tell stories that appeal to different types of guests. You know, hotels like to appeal to different types of guests uh, just just because you, you need to spread spread yourself, you know, out there. Mm -hmm. um, that's what landing pages are for. And you know, they should never think that, hey, just because we're writing a promotion that's totally, totally woman-focused, that it doesn't appeal to men, you know, maybe, hey, I really want to make my wife happy right. this weekend. Right. Um, and this this is a completely, this is a chick thing to do. Let's, you know, let's right. do that. Yeah. She'll love it. So, you know, by, by being very, very uh, vertical about things does not mean you're excluding people. Right. Uh, but completely being, agree. Being very, very general, well, that's just blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeremiah, believe it or not, we've blown past 45 minutes of total time. Um, oh my God. No, no, you, everything's fantastic. Obviously, we have to have more conversations. We have to have. A, yeah. We're going to be splitting this into two shows. So, uh, one will be. We're going to leave it as the cliffhanger. I'll tell you where we'll cut it later, and then we'll have the second mm -hmm. half to the same show. And then we're going to have to have a follow-up to these two shows afterwards, so we don't think that we're just running a the Jeremiah show for three weeks in a row. We'll do one as a follow-up towards. Uh, a couple of weeks later, a few weeks later after that. But I don't want to miss some of the excellent points that we probably didn't get to that you planned on to. What are some things you want to make sure we're aware of? Because I'm going to wrap up by telling you afterwards, you got to tell us how to keep in contact and a few other things about you as well. So what are some points that you definitely want us to know as takeaways from our conversation today? Well, I've had a great time talking. That's, that's why the time just really slides by. And I, I love your points. Um, so I think I'll just say that next Next week, I would like to take listeners through the 12 steps of a social media campaign they can run to really uh, create a character arc, you know, create a story that has you know, beginning, middle, end, and that, that gets people engaged. And I'm going to do it in an entertaining way you know, by, by doing less explanation like I did today and, and more storytelling. Um, so I will be doing that by you know, kind of breaking down month by month what you would do as a parallel to the movie Star Wars. Um, this is uh, a, uh, a thing that Brian Clark, he's the founder of Copy Blogger, does, and he's kind of considered the, the founder of modern content marketing. Uh, it's a really simple way to internalize what you need to do, and uh, I think it'll be really fun. Perfect. That's awesome. And I'm going to try to bend your ear that maybe we can do a separate uh, webinar or something that we can invite people to so that you can actually uh, get your hands untied a little bit and 
uh, have uh, shareable screens and so forth. So you and I will work on the details of even maybe doing something separate like that as well that we can uh, share to people that need to start and stop it and listen to it and watch it in a different context. We maybe try that as well. So all good for that. Um, I know that you've written a book and, 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 and to your credit, you haven't mentioned a word about it. And, and it, it, for people that want to know more about you from your work, where can they find your book and uh, what's it called and all the other fun details? Oh yeah, um, it's called 300% More Direct Bookings in 30 Days, a complete copywriting system for anyone who wants measurable results. And they can find it at moredirectbookings.com. <laughs> well, I, again, I, I, I applaud your URL where it's, I, I, people pick on me that I have a long URL, like, oh, well, gee, Lauren, you know, hospitality, digital marketing. Yeah, but you know yeah. what I am and what I'm doing without having to ask more questions. Well, yours is hospitality yeah, yeah. copywriting. I, I did make, I did make a mistake. Okay. It's more direct booking.com. I wanted to make a, a kind of an inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, and where, okay. What is your email and Twitter handles and so forth? So if people want to start following you or coming to maybe send you a question or uh, whatever have you, how can they reach out to you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can find all my contact information at hospitalitycopywriting.com slash contact. Outstanding. Uh, I hate to say that we've run out of time for this time. Like I said, we'll be cutting this up into two shows anyway, but we will have a follow-up for those who are listening. As you can tell, there is way too much more to talk about, and I interrupted probably way more than I should have, but I, I found it fascinating, and your points that just were very inspirational as to thinking about different ways of looking at things. I can't thank you enough, Jeremiah, for joining the show today, being on the show the next week, obviously, and then the follow-up show there afterwards. I hope we keep this as a persistent engagement for us, that we can have you back and forth on the show. Because uh, I think people really need to understand the real mechanics of what it is that you're offering. Obviously, your book is going to go a long way with them as well. But to be able to talk to the author, uh, I think, would be of huge benefit to them as well. So hope to get you on the live show as well so that people can maybe chime in and ask questions. And we go through a little bit more detail on some of the methodologies that you're referring to. So, again, Jeremiah, thank you very, very much. Uh, and we will talk to you in the very, very near future. Thanks again. Awesome. Thank you, Lauren. Have a great day. Thanks, Jeremiah. And thank you again, Jeremiah, for that second half of our first interview on storytelling and content writing for hospitality. Uh, if you would like to reach out to Jeremiah, his email is at jeremiah, J-E-R-E-M-I-A-H, at hospitalitycopywriting.com. Uh, again, uh, outstanding content, well worth uh, the time spent, as well as also the book, if you get the chance. Going there, I'm sure you can purchase it from him or on Amazon. Um, and there is a guarantee with it, which is, uh, which is quite nice. So remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple iTunes, TalkShoe, SoundCloud, Stitcher. No matter which one you may use, if you like us and like the show, please rate us and leave us a comment. That helps others find us and, of course, improves our rankings within all of those systems. Also, if this is your first time hearing us, you can subscribe to our show on any of those platforms as well. For an archive of all previous podcasts, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcasts. And don't forget our live video talk show that we also review within this uh, podcast series that you can join and participate in every Friday at 1030 Central U.S. time called This Week in Hospitality Digital Marketing, the show. It's located on hauza.io, H-U-Z-Z-A dot I-O, or simply go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live. Now, if you have any topics that you would like discussed or you yourself would like to be interviewed or know someone that you think should be interviewed on our program, please send me an email at podcasts at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com. 
Uh, and also that includes any questions you may have and feedback. We always appreciate feedback as well. So with all that, we thank you for your time today. Look forward to speaking with you again next Friday on the podcast, hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com. Have a great weekend. You have been listening to the Hospitality Digital Marketing Podcast with Lauren Gray. Presented by the Digital Marketing Council of HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International. All views expressed are those of the host and his guests and do not reflect upon HSMAI or the sponsors of the podcast. Podcast and its content is protected by international copyrights. Any use not authorized by hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com is in violation.